What's up, everyone? Talking about weight loss, talking about how to do it and not be hungry, right? That's the biggest challenge is how do you eat the right foods when you're hungry, right, all the time? So what you want to do is you want to start being strategic with it, right? You want to manage your hunger, right? And we're going to talk about some ways to do that. And so let me just talk real quick here about why that's so important because, and I know you, you know this to some degree, but most likely what, what most people do is that they assume right? They presuppose that they're going to be really hungry during their weight loss process. And uh, they just kind of start the whole process assuming that and then thinking they're going to have to use their willpower to fight against their hunger. And that's a very ineffective strategy to rely upon because, you know, that, that creates this battle, you know, where you're battling against yourself. And that's not what we want to do. Weight loss doesn't have to be that way. You know, even though it's kind of been your experience and that's what you think it's going to be. Um, but if we take a step back and start thinking more holistically, start thinking more preventatively, right? And start asking the question, how can I manage my hunger? How can I begin to reduce it? Because what you're eating and how you're living, your lifestyle habits, are two huge factors on how hungry you feel. And so I guess what I'm saying is that you can reduce your hunger quite a bit and that not only helps you to eat less, but it helps you make better food choices uh, comfortably and sustainably, you know? And it makes the whole process, it changes it all, right, from the core of it. So that's kind of the idea, is that how do you manage that hunger? And it all starts with the question, the belief that you can do that, okay? So a few of the best strategies that I would rely on and that I do rely on, um, because, you know, I'm mastering my weight. I'm not dealing with hunger all day long. You know, that's what I want to make clear to you. I am living a lifestyle and doing things that keep my hunger low. And, you know, I'm still here using willpower a bit to make good food decisions, but it's a lot easier because my hunger's not out of control, you know? So I really dedicate myself to the things that are going to reduce my hunger. That's one of the core strategies I use, right? So don't think you just have to be hungry in order to lose weight because you don't. So what are some of the big ones? Well, let's start with lifestyle ones, okay? So... The biggest lifestyle shifts you could make that will help you reduce your hunger, number one by a mile, is getting proper sleep, getting the right quantity of sleep. That's the most important one, just without question, um, for a couple different reasons. When you're tired, right, when you're really exhausted, haven't slept well, what happens is your body's looking for energy, and it knows that if it eats some unhealthy foods with sugar or flour in it, that you're going to get this quick spike of blood glucose, you know, and that's going to give you a burst of energy. And so your body starts craving those types of foods. And so as soon as you're tired and sleep well, you start craving unhealthy foods. And then at that point, you have less ability to say no to them, right? So it's kind of a double whammy. So getting the proper amount of sleep is one of the best things you can do to lower your hunger. Okay. That's number one. Number two is start drinking more water. So a lot of times, you know, it's estimated 70% of the population's mildly, at least mildly dehydrated, okay? And if that's the case, that means you're hungrier than you need to be because your body interprets a lot of times thirst as hunger, right? Because evolutionarily in a natural world, the foods that you, the foods that you would eat have a high water count content in them, you know? So when you're eating natural foods all the time, that's where you got a lot of your water from. You know, so now we eat a lot of processed foods that have no water in them. Okay. So your body doesn't know that though. And so when you feel thirsty, again, it's very easy to confuse those signals and think it's hunger. 
Okay, so drinking water will help that part of it, the hydration piece of it, but it can also help because you can use water strategically to expand your stomach. So part of what makes you feel hungry is your stomach shrinking, right? Your stomach's got stress receptors and as they start, as your stomach starts to shrink, as the food passes through it, um, you release ghrelin and that makes you feel hungry. So drinking water can kind of expand the stomach a bit. Now the water passes through quickly, so this isn't a long-term solution, but you know, sometimes, you know, what's real hunger and what is kind of this slight hunger that our emotions kind of make worse, you know, make, make more intense. And so sometimes, you know, if you pay attention to your hunger, it's not uncommon to feel hungry, to just sit with it for 15, 20 minutes, and then you're not hungry anymore. You know, that, that's not a crazy thought. So that's one way to kind of think about it. The other thing is that, you know, with, um, you know, it, it, when you use the water strategically, it does fill up your stomach a bit, but it also distracts you. You know what I mean? So if you're drinking the water, it takes your mind off of food a little while. So again, sleep, hydration are great tools to start managing your hunger. Uh, the next one is relaxation. If you're stressed, you're going to be hungrier. And on top of that, when you eat, it's not even satisfying you. Okay. So it's important that you recognize that relaxing your body is going to help you feel more satisfied in a roundabout way. So everything I'm talking about here is these preventative measures, this holistic approach, this, this strategic thinking to manage your hunger so that it's easier to manage your food intake, you know, what you're eating. Um, so we got sleeping, hydration, relaxation, right? Those are the big three um, behaviorally. Now, Things on top of that, you know, meditation's helpful because again, that helps you relax. It helps quiet your mind, helps you become more aware and sensitive to what's real hunger and what is kind of emotional eating, you know? Um, but that's a good one. Now, so, so those are the physical ones, okay? Those are the big physical ones, lifestyle-wise. Now, the big one, food-wise, is to start optimizing your food for foods that are more satiating, right? Th foods that, that satisfy you for longer periods of time. And so in that sense, you want to think almost in a spectrum because, you know, if you think of like, well, I'll give you like a Girl Scout cookie. I was eating some of those last week. Uh, Thin Mints, right? You eat those and they, they practically just dissolve in your mouth. Like Cheetos, is dissolve. And so those are not going to be satisfying long-term, right? There, there's not much to them. There's calories in them though, but those calories are designed in such a way to just literally just dissolve in your body. And so we compare that right? Of foods that are, again, like a Cheeto. And it's interesting. One way you can kind of think about your eating is how much of it, what percentage of your, your foods that you're eating a day are powders, right? What's that mean? Flours or sugars, right? And you'll probably going to notice it's a decent percentage, you know? Pasta, that's flour, breads, bagels, muffins, cookies, donuts, powder, right? And so if you're consuming powder, it just dissolves in your body and it does not satisfy you for very long. So we compare that to what would be most satisfying, and that would be proteins and fibers. And fiber is the most satisfying, okay? And so the more protein you consume, the more fiber you consume, what happens is you're getting more satiation for your cal caloric buck. Let's put it that way. So it's like if you eat 100 calories of a cookie, it's about this big, and you eat it, and it basically just dissolves in your body, right? and we take 100 calories of carrots, right? And you eat that. What ends up happening is you're consuming way more fiber. And so that fiber is not digested, 
Okay, so it takes a while. So first of all, it takes a while for your body to break down that fiber and get the calories out of it. And then that fiber stays in your intestines and it causes you to feel more satisfied. There's a couple different things that affect your hunger. Okay, so um, one of them is ghrelin, your stomach shrinking. As your stomach, as the food passes out and your stomach shrinks back down, you release ghrelin, that makes you feel hungry. Um, the calories that you consumed, you know, that's part of it. You have to have enough calories to at least satisfy most of your, your requirements. And then there's a thing called the ileal break. Okay. And so the ileal break is your intestines. And if you have uh, fiber within your intestines, you feel fuller and uh, that reduces, you know, it's also leptin, you know what I mean? But you can't really influence your leptin resistance necessarily in a strategic way uh, or in, in an acute way. So, um, so as we start consuming more fibers, more proteins that take longer to break down, they satisfy you for longer periods of time, right? And so this is something to help reduce your hunger, right? Now, again, you can't just eat a carrot and then not feel hungry. You see what I mean? This is a systematic thing. As you start consuming more fruits and vegetables, more fibers, as you start consuming more proteins, your body starts to feel more satisfied. It's a, it's a process, okay? But as you start doing this, you start reducing the hunger levels because it's not calories. It's not eating a thousand calories of cookies versus a thousand calories of vegetables and fruits and whole grains. It's, it, it impacts your body completely different. The, the thousand calories of cookies, you're going to feel way hungrier when you're eating that because what happens as well is when you have um, powders, when you're consuming powders, sugars or flours, what's going on is because it's so easily absorbed, right? Again, think about this. It's like a powder. It just absorbs into your body. And so your blood sugar spikes. The glucose from the food is spiked into your body immediately. So the blood sugar spikes up, and now your body says, I got to clear this out because it's toxic to have too much glucose, okay? And so now your pancreas says, we got to release the insulin. Now your body's not good at measuring how much insulin to reduce release to clear out this glucose. So it's a lot of times it's going to over release insulin. Now what happens is your glucose levels come crashing down. Guess what? Now you feel hungry again. <laughs> you see? So when you're consuming those, those cookies or those, those powders, sugars, flour, these easily absorbed foods that are usually the processed foods that have stripped to the fiber. Um, what's happening is you're on this roller coaster of spiked blood sugar, crashed blood sugar, spiked blood sugar, crashed. And what that means is, again, another way to look at that is you, you eat and then you're hungry. Eat and then you're hungry. Eat and then you're hungry. You see? And you're going through it and you're feeling that. And it doesn't make sense, right? Because, geez, I just ate 700 calories an hour ago. How can I still be hungry? You see? So you got to stop thinking of the calories are what's satisfying you. That's a part of it, okay? But the bigger part is the volume of the food, the consistency of the food. And so as you start eating more natural foods, they tend to automatically be have more volume, less calories, and more fiber. So it takes longer to absorb the calories from them. It's more slow, steady process instead of these spikes and crashes. And it makes you feel satisfied for longer, okay? So that's the big food shift. Right? So now we got the lifestyle change, the big ones, sleeping, hydrating yourself, relaxing. The big food one is really fiber first, I think, and then protein as well. And these keeps you more satiated. All right. And these are the big ones. And so as you start systematically shifting the way you're eating and the way you're living in these ways, what happens, you start to bring down the hunger level that you're experiencing. And when the hunger level comes down, what happens then is you can start making more strategic, logical decisions, you see? And this really gets to the heart of it. it. You know, if you were a robot and you could just 
you know, if you were a robot devoid of any emotion or you're Mr. Spock, right? Just completely, just think about things completely logically. You could make, you know what to eat pretty much, right? The problem is you get emotional. Um, you get emotional and your body starts screaming out for food. Again, if you over-release insulin and you crash your glucose levels, your body starts saying, we, we need more, we need glucose, we need food, we're hungry, you know? And so you don't want to be dealing with that. You know, you want to even mellow things out, you know, start creating consistent, you know, nutrition in your body that's releasing consistent energy into your body. And that keeps you at this balanced mood. And it's so much easier, you know what I mean? To make, to make food choices there. When your body's constantly spiking, crashing, spike, it just, you just, you know what I mean? You just feel like, like you lose your, you feel like you're tumbling, you know? It's hard to get your bearings and, and you feel grounded. And that makes it very difficult to make good food choices, you see? Now people just assume a lot of times that that process is the way it always is gonna be because that's how it's felt. And you think, oh, I just need to get myself to eat right with that way of feeling. But it's very difficult to do that. So again, you want to be more strategic, think more prevention wise and start, you know, again, strategically managing your hunger, you know. And so that's the, the next piece I'll share with you is that you start thinking in terms of the hunger scale. And so this is kind of the final piece is to structure your eating. You know, one of the biggest mistakes I see people making when they want to lose weight is I'll kind of put it in a story form. I, I, and I regularly get this. I get this all the time. People say, can you help me out? I said, well, what's the problem? They said, listen, everything's great except for my afternoon and my nighttime eating. That's where everything falls apart. And everything else is great except for that. I said, well, okay, well, what are you eating for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. Okay, well, what do you want to eat for, for afternoon and dinner? Nothing. I don't want anything. I want to, I want to lose the weight. I was like, listen, your body needs to eat, right? You got to eat stuff, you know? So this idea that you're just going to starve yourself to lose weight is crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And so what's happening there is they're, yeah, remember this, right? Your, your willpower starts at the highest point when you wake up in the morning. Your hunger usually starts at the lowest point. And so what happens as the day goes on, right? I didn't eat any breakfast, didn't eat any lunch. The willpower starts crashing. The hunger starts going up. Here's two o'clock. Now the hunger is up here and the willpower is down here, right? Now your body starts screaming out for food and you've got no ability to say no to these unhealthy cravings you're having. You know, and the longer you go, the worse it gets. And once you get to this real hunger point where your body feels like it's starving, then all of a sudden you're trying to fight against every cell of your being. Nuka! <laughs> um, so, you know, again, we want to be strategic. You know, you don't want to have, get out of your mindset that, that weight loss comes down to like how long you can deal with being really hungry. You know, how much starvation can I deal with, right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a great point, right? And again, it's one of those obvious things when you take a step back and look at it, but you know, we get caught up in just wanting to lose weight and the diet bullshit, and it's like we can't see this horrible strategy that we've been trying to use. You know, It's easy for me. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. It's just you see the same patterns over and over again. And the weird thing is it's very intelligent people, very successful, ambitious, smart people that are doing this this goofy strategy. I mean, it's goofy, like literally, right? It's like, how do you, what's the worst strategy to lose weight? Well, let me try and starve myself so that I can become absolutely famished and starving. Every cell of my being screaming out for food and your brain, right? When you get really hungry, what happens is like your whole brain gets tuned to food. You know, literally your vision starts narrowing down to food. You can hear, you know, bags of chips opening up across town. You can smell every, you know, food smell in the air. It's like your entire being gets fixated on food. And then what are you going to do? You're going to fight against that the whole time. That, that's, that's what you're thinking you have to do. 
It's bullshit, you know, that doesn't work and it's, it's a goofy strategy. So again, it's, it's, it, takes, it makes sense to take a step back and manage your hunger. And so the, the hunger scale is a scale you keep in your mind, zero to 10. 10 is stuffed, absolutely stuffed. You can hardly move. Your stomach hurts, killing you. Zero is you're absolutely starving, just famished, haven't eaten, and your stomach's empty, and all you can do is think about food. And what you want to do when you want to lose weight is you want to get yourself up to a, you know, again, it's different for each person, but three, four, five, six, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, get yourself to that point and maintain that. You know, I'm eating usually within an hour of waking up because I want to get my hunger level, my satisfaction level to a four, three, four, five, you know, um, and I want to maintain that because that's how I'm able to make my good food decisions consistently throughout the day. You know, that's a big part of it. So start noticing when you feel really hungry, when you feel really stuffed, start orienting yourself to that, um, that kind of hunger scale and then start managing it so that you're, cause you'll know when you're at a zero one, two, you're going to notice that you have very little control of your eating. This is where people say, so how do I, how do I stop binging? And the first question I always ask when people ask me that is, are you eating enough food? Right, because most people on a diet, right? It's the Weight Watchers thing. It's like the average person's eating twenty seven hundred calories a day, and they're trying to cut down on day one of their diet down to twelve hundred calories. It's a sixty five percent cut in calories. It absolutely freaks your body and brain out. You know, it's a horrible strategy. You know, and it's very difficult to maintain. Huh. However, people keep doing it, right? Because they can't separate weight loss from dieting, and you just don't know any other ways. Um, but instead, what we want to do is we don't want to be we don't want to set our weight loss up so that we're starving all the time. Because when you're starving, I mean, it, it's, a, it's an endurance test, right? It's like, how long can you deal with that? You know, and it's usually not long. And then you get around food. You say, oh, why did I sabotage myself? You didn't sabotage yourself. Your body needs to eat. <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's not a sabotage. The sabotage was trying to starve yourself. That's when you sabotaged yourself, when you tried not eating anything in order to lose weight. And you thought you were going to keep it, you know? So, so it's kind of goofy. Um, so yeah, so, so that, that, that's kind of the ways, those are the, the big three ways I would suggest strategically managing your hunger. But again, that's, it's, so we start with a mindset, right? That you can manage your hunger. Don't just assume you're gonna be starving the whole time you wanna lose weight. And that's what most people do. Understand that you can manage your hunger. It makes it a lot easier. The next thing is, again, focus on your lifestyle changes. Your sleeping, your hydration, your relaxation. Um, then nutritionally, what you're eating, focus on fiber first, fiber, 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 get that into your body and protein. And then again, another kind of tap it off the other mindset piece is start to recognize this hunger scale. And again, it's just noticing it first. Um, how hungry am I? Get yourself a sense of where you're at with that. And then notice your behaviors, depending on where you score on that scale. <laughs> if you're zero to two, oh yeah, you know what? Every time I'm in a zero to two, I end up binging. Okay, now at least you can kind of connect the dots because I'll be like, I don't know what's going on. The first part of the day is going so great. Why do I sabotage myself in the afternoon? Well, because you're starving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, what do you think? But I know like, like we just can't see that, right? But, but that's why. So as you start strategically managing it, the process changes, you know, because you're approaching your weight loss like it's a straight up willpower game. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, let me white knuckle and see how long I can do it. You're approaching like an endurance test, which is... Again, then and you do that because you think a weight loss is just a temporary short-term thing anyways, but you have to start thinking about this as a forever thing. Because again, how long do you want to lose the weight for? Right? Forever. So it's changing your eating in a long-term sustainable way. And this is one way that you do that by managing your hunger, as opposed to thinking you're going to war with your hunger. Completely different mindset. Right? So Nuka says, what if you're starving then chew gum? That tricks brain into eating food. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does a little bit. You know what I mean? Again, it's important that... um 
It does. You know, there's no question about it. It will for a little while. Um, but I would prefer to strategically manage my hunger in a genuine way. I don't want to trick myself, you know, as much as I do want to manage my hunger so that I'm not hungry while I'm nourishing my body. And so again, I mean, chewing gum in, in a in a pinch, yeah, okay. But I would rather strategically be inputting fiberful foods into my body so that I'm consuming less calories, I'm getting a lot of satisfaction from it. So that I feel fullish, I feel satisfied, I feel good. And it's just easy. You know, there's no trickery going on, you know? Um, eating healthy, I eat so much more volume of food than eating junk, so I'm not hungry. Yeah, exactly, Amy. Yeah, it's that simple. Um, look up volumetrics. You know, volumetrics as a dietary strategy is probably one of the best, you know? So if you don't understand calorie density, you know, you're trying you're trying to lose weight in the dark anyways. You know what I mean? Like, like most people are trying to lose weight with no understanding of anything. You know, you got willpower. Mm, give me the plan. I'm going to follow it with my willpower, you know? And it hasn't worked in 40 years and it's not going to work now, but you don't know any other way, you know? So I don't, I'm not blaming you, but it's like the way people try and lose weight, it's like they have no real sense of what they're even doing. There's no strategy there, you know? There's one tactic. Let me use willpower to follow some, you know, one concept. I'm cut the carbs out. I'm going to not eat for 12 hours a day. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to count my points, like calorie count. So it's like, there's always like one tactic. You build everything around, you know? If take this step back and start being more strategic, you know, how can I strategically live at my goal weight? You know, that, that's, the, that's where all the best stuff comes. So is fasting bad? I mean, you know, listen, fasting, like intermittent fasting, because um, what are we considering fasting, you know? So for me, you know, I stop eating every night six to seven o'clock at night and then I won't eat again until the next day, seven, eight o'clock, you know? So every day I'm taking 12 to 13 hours off from eating, okay? And so I think that's really good. I think that's natural, normal, healthy. And then there's the unhealthy fasting of, now again, if you want to fast for some spiritual reason or something like that, that's a whole different story, obviously. But if you are fasting for weight loss, uh, I can't stress enough how, how silly that is if you want to lose weight. If you want to gain weight, I think fasting for periods of time to lose weight is a great strategy if you actually want to gain weight ultimately. I would suggest water fast, multi-day fast. I think that's a great way to put more weight on your body. Um, so yeah, so so long-term fasting, water fasting to lose weight. And I see it all the time and people always, oh, what do you think about it? And it's like, what do you think I think about? I don't, I don't know, like if all you cared about is losing weight for a day, you know, if you're like a wrestler or an MMA fighter and you need to get to underweight so you can compete at a slightly lower weight class, then I think that's great. <laughs> if you're a normal human being, like what are you gonna do? You know, I was saying this yesterday, like the water fasting thing or even just any kind of fasting, like multi-day fast to get your weight down. It's like, what are you gonna do? Like just the rest of your life, you're like, oh man, one day I, I got down to this weight. <laughs> you know, it's like, I got to my lowest weight. You know, you're just always gonna talk about that. Like who gives a shit if you reach some low weight for a day? You know, it's just short. It's the ultimate pinnacle of short-term thinking when it comes to weight loss. And um, that's how most people think about weight loss anyways, very short-term timeframes, you know? And that's what keeps you trapped. You're so addicted to just fast results that you, you take a step back and look at how long you've been trying to get fast results for, right? Um, you know, it's, it's like for, for a lot of people, I ask this question all the time, how long have you been struggling with your weight? People throwing up like 10, 20, 30, 40 years you know, of time. And so at some point you gotta take a step back and look at what you're doing and say, oh, you know what? That's not working. And, and the big part is, again, this is obsession with fast weight loss, you know? And um, I mean, I do it all the time. Even people in my program, they're committed to listen to it. It's like, 
that's why the coaching is important. I think like, you know, cause people go through my program. It's all right there, but it's like, sometimes you need another person that's outside of yourself, you know, to kind of point things out to you. Um, you know, I had a call, we had a coaching call yesterday and the person gets on talking about the goal weight and, um, their goal weight is that, you know, they're almost 40, you know, and they're like, I want to weigh what I weighed when I was 12. You know, it's like, and they didn't say anything wrong with that when they said it, you know, I said, you want to weigh what you weigh when you were 12? Like, like, is that why, you know, but sometimes we get in these, especially with the weight, like we just get like trapped in these loops. Like, oh, this is my goal weight. This is my goal weight. Why? You know, you got to give it meaning. You can't just say a number. That doesn't mean anything. You know, they say, oh, I got to cut carbs. I got to count points. You know, we always get addicted to this, like one way to do it, you know? And, um, and we just get caught in that. And it's just so obvious. You just got to take a step back and relax for a second. Look at what you're doing. And a lot of times you realize, geez, I'm doing this completely wrong. I'm approaching this 100% wrong. And that's what you're doing is, and I say that to you in the most caring, loving way possible, because I'm not sitting here beating you up. I'm saying, you know, you probably assume this, ah, I can't change my weight. No matter what I do, I can't do it. It's not, that's not true. No matter what diet you try, you can't lose your weight. Sure. Because every diet's the same. It's you trying to force yourself to follow some plan. You're not, you're not meant to do that. You know, it's so non-strategic though. Diet is complete bullshit. It's a horseshit strategy. You know, I mean, completely because it's this short-term approach. I'm just gonna change all my eating. You're going to micromanage every food decision you make. You know, brains haven't built for that. You know, it's this never ending fight. You know, it's just, there's so much stuff wrong with it. And, um, and you just don't see it, you know what I mean? But I, I say that to you in, in, cause there's a seed of hope there for you that the fact is that it's not that you're broken. It's not that you can't lose weight. It's that you're following a horseshit strategy of dieting. And, and that's the problem. And so I get on these lives and I'll wake you up, <laughs> wake up, stop trying to diet, stop thinking about just losing weight short term and start thinking about what you truly want, which is long-term success, you know? And um, that changes everything. You can do it. I promise. This is I've been doing this for twenty years. I helped postmenopausal women's my number one customer. The hardest people to lose weight, right? And they're losing weight all the time. You know. So um, yeah, I can just not eat whole day, but then every night I get so hungry, even if I eat in the morning. Yeah, I'm trying to fix that. Yeah, Nuka. I mean, again, it's it's just it's recognizing the strategy. It's it's recognizing what you're doing. Because you're not seeing, you're not putting the cause and effects together. You're not seeing the whole picture. I would say that's one of the biggest things I've learned from coaching is that people kind of get so caught up in their tactic and what they're going to do that they, they, they never take a step back and look at the big picture, you know? And so like Nuka, what you're saying is that's the, one of the main things I see. That's why I always say this. I can't tell you the number of times people come up to me and say, well, how can you help me with the, the, the afternoon, the nighttime eating? Everything's going great except for that. Well, everything's going great. You're not eating anything for breakfast and lunch. What do you think is going to happen? Like what, where, where do we end up where you just don't have to eat all day long and you're fine? Like, you know what I mean? You've been living in your human body your whole life. Don't you know when you don't eat enough, you get hungry? <laughs> I mean, what, what reality do you live in where you don't, you stop eating, you know? So it's like your hunger is directly related to what you're putting in your body. You know, as you get more strategic with, again, as I was talking about earlier, as you get more strategic with how you're living, how you're eating, you can reduce that hunger, that never-ending hunger, you know? But that never-ending hunger is really based on this up and down blood sugar spikes that you get. Um, should I cut out bread? Um, cut out bread. So again, I mean, here's another diet mindset thing of this all or nothing thing, right? And so if you eat a lot of bread, I ate a lot of bread. <laughs> I'm a carb monster, let me, let me tell you that. Um, 
you know, I ate, I ate sweets too, but I was never, the sweets thing was never as big of a thing as the carbs. I mean, I could literally, I could eat a loaf of bread for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then two pasta dinners on top of it. Like, I mean, I just ate so much carbs, you know, just straight flour. Um, so, you know, listen, if I, if I was in that spot and I said, oh, I got to go keto, no more bread, you know? So should you cut out bread? I mean, the quick answer is yes. Should you cut it all out at once? Probably not. You know, I would systematically begin to reduce it. So what I do is I got like a five day, the way I structure my eating is five days clean, two days pleasure uh, uh, eating. And so I really, during the five days of clean eating, I really, I don't really want to eat any flour um, is, is how I s seek it out. I don't want to eat any bread, regular bread. You know, I don't want to eat any baked goods. I, I work to not do that. Do I do that every week? No, no. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm never a hundred percent, but you know, I'm, I'm way closer to that. Cause those are the five days I focus on that. Then on the weekend, I do eat pasta. You know, I do eat bread. I'll eat whatever I want, you know, um, within reason. Okay. But so, so five days I look to really reduce the refined carbs, flour, sugars, um, bread, you know, pastas, all those things. And then on the weekend I, I allow myself to eat them. And then that works real well with me. But yeah, if you start the, the refined, you know, the, the flour, it, it's hard to lose weight when you're consuming a lot of flour and bread and, Baked goods. Baked goods, you know, by the way, is the number one source of calories for Americans. Baked goods, muffins, cookies, um, breads, you know, all those things, you know. Um, but yeah, should I cut out bread to lose weight? Yeah, I would, I would definitely start to reduce them and make it easier too. I feel so bloated after eating bread. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. There's a lot of challenges with bread. And again, I mean, it's even like the bread we're eating. It depends on which bread even, right? So it's like if you're eating like, probably the, the worst one is probably just like a wonder bread like just a refined ass like white bread right it's like it's just like i don't know if you ever seen that video you ever seen like the video of like the raccoons they put like the cotton candy like under a sink and the raccoons like looking at it and then they put the water on it just disappears like that's how i was envisioned in my mind like eating like white bread right because it goes in there it's just like a powder and it's just like absorb instantly into your body you know and there's no there's no satisfaction with that. It's just a spike of blood sugar, and then your body releases all the insulin to clear it out. And now there's a crash, and now you're really hungry again. You know that endless hunger? This is why. It's because you're eating, again, flour foods and spiking your blood sugar. Then you're crashing. You're hungry, starving. Then you're spiking your blood sugar, and you're crashing. And right, you feel that. You felt it. And you're like, God, I, I don't know how I'm going to lose weight. I'm always hungry. You know what I mean? And so again, we got to take a step back. Well, you don't always have to be hungry. The more strategic you get, the more you understand this process, the more you can be, kind of create an intelligent approach to master your weight, as opposed to just this reactionary, I'm just going to change all my eating tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what we always do with the weight loss. And it's, that's why you keep repeating the same process over and over, right? Um, what happens when you add exercise to this equation? Yeah. Okay. So exercise, that's a good question. And it's different for each person for sure. But um, for a lot of people, what happens when they add like, okay, I'm going to go on a perfect diet and then I'm going to start exercising and you never exercise. Well, you, guess what happens? You get really hungry, you know? And there's a thing called the licensing effect where you're, you're all humans are pretty bad at estimating things, especially if you're not used to doing it. And so what happens is you work out for half hour, 45 minutes. You're like, Oh my God, I burned a thousand calories. And then you're like, ah, oh, now I can eat, you know, I can have some of this. And then you're like, Oh, I can eat this since 400 calories. When in reality you burn 400 calories and you ate a thousand calories. So the exercising thing is not a good strategy for weight loss. There's a lot of benefits to exercising, but, um, me personally, a lot of times, you know, the people I work with, to be honest, they're not much, they're not great exercise. A lot of times they're not exercising much. And so that's, I usually don't start off suggesting people exercise because it's it's usually it's a challenge for them it's hard to do then they exercise and all of a sudden they're really hungry and they're tired and it's just 
it's a whole thing, you know? So again, what am I saying? You got to start looking at the holistic effects of whatever it is you're going to do. You know, and we tend with weight loss to just kind of look at, um, we just look at, we're so zoomed in. Oh, I'm going to exercise more so I can lose, so I can burn calories, you know? And we don't look at the, the secondary effects of that decision, you see? And so when you start thinking this more holistic way, it starts like, it becomes obvious. You know what I mean? You could be so much more intelligent and you'll realize you're gonna feel like a dumbass. <laughs> Don't take it the wrong way, but you're gonna look at how you're trying to lose weight. And you're like, God, it's goofy. It's goofy. That's what people always tell me. You know, when you take a step back and like kind of look at the big picture, of how you're trying to lose weight, you're like, oh my God, that's the worst strategy ever. No wonder I didn't get results. There's nothing wrong with me. It was a horseshit strategy. Of course it didn't work. You know, um, what do you eat on those five days? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So on those five days, um, yeah, in the five days, I, I'm really looking to eat clean, okay? And so what's clean? Clean is, I'm not looking to, I'm looking to eat as few processed foods as possible, you know? I want to eat um, more whole natural foods as I can, right? So what's that mean for breakfast? Breakfast will be like Ezekiel bread, right? If you know what that is, it's sprouted grains as opposed to floured grains. So it takes longer for your body to digest and absorb it. It's a slower release of, of glucose and, and calories, it makes you feel satisfied longer. Natural peanut butter, usually an apple, peanut butter. Um, then for lunch, Monday through Friday, I'll, or Monday through Thursday, I'll have like a salad. You know, I'll pre-make salads. You see, you see my video, if you haven't go watch, that's pinned to the top. I'll pre-make those salads on Monday and eat those Monday through Thursday. Um, and then usually around there, I, I might have like banana with peanut butter, might have mandarin orange, I'm gonna add on those in. And then I'll have dinner. And then the dinner just depends, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't, it's how, what is it? It's all natural food. I mean, I might have, I don't know, taco salad, beans, a lot of beans, you know, sometimes fish. Um, I don't eat meat. I'm a pescatarian. Um, but, I, but I would say like Monday through, Monday through Friday, is, it's very natural whole foods. You know, it's kind of how I optimize them. And then the weekend, you know, I eat more for pleasure and stuff. Right? Um, so yeah, so it helps. So, yeah, I don't know if any, you guys have any other questions. You know, I'd be happy to kind of help you out with them. You know, here on a Friday. I feel tired myself. I had a day, I don't know, it's just been a, a weird day for me. You know, everything on my computers is breaking down. <laughs> it's like little stressful things like that, which is funny. You know, it's like you just get zapped sometimes from life, right? And, uh, but that's what I mean. You know, it's funny, like, um, that's why th that regular diet approach is so inefficient because you're really basing everything on your willpower, and a lot of people intuitively think of willpower as like this non-physical thing, you know, that you can just tap into, but your willpower is a physical process. You know, it's your prefrontal cortex processing and it gets, it gets tiring, you know? Um, hi, joined a gym and I never lost weight. So I quit after, after a year, I'm imagining never lost much weight. So I quit. Yeah. I mean, couldn't kick fish or no, I could kick fish. I, I, I like eating fish. I don't eat much of it. Um, I eat like, cause again, I, I, I don't like big fish mercury all that stuff you know what i mean so i think that uh you know i'm more about i'll eat like sockeye salmon uh clams white fish smaller fishes but but that's basically it i mean i'm really it's kind of sockeye salmon um haddock clams that, that's most of it sometimes shrimp you know what i mean um th those are the ones so i so i don't I, I like to kind of keep it clean but it's mostly vegetables i, I really like vegetables and um you know, natural foods, like whole grains and things like that. Um, yeah, you join the gym and I never lost much weight. Yeah, and you can say, yeah, I started the gym and I gained weight. That's what I mean. Like, like the gym thing is, 
it, I, the gym is a, as a sole approach or the main approach that you're going to lose weight. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on adding the gym in, but it, it's for a different reason now. You know what I mean? It's not a weight loss reason. I knew 30 years ago, I remember like I was working out a lot. I was just doing stuff and I, I was just kind of lost with it all. And um, I was like, okay, I want to master my weight here. And I built around my strengths and my strengths are as I'm really lazy. And so I'm like, I don't want to work out to lose weight. I'm like, what can I do to lose weight that really resonates with my personality? And I'm like, I'm really lazy. And so it's like not eating and not doing more stuff. That's, that's the path I want to take. I'm like, I could deal easier with just training my eating to be better than getting myself to go to the gym. And um, that that's worked out well for me. So it's, uh, I think it's helpful to orient around what, you know, what you want to do based on what your strengths are, you know? And so, yeah, the gym though, I, I just, I, it is counterproductive. I think I, there's a lot of benefits to it. Not, a, not about weight though. I just don't think it's a great weight strategy because you get way more bang for your buck mastering your reading. You know, it takes a whole lot of exercising, you know, now again, it supports it. It helps if you do it very strategically. But again, I find that if you start exercising, you're not used to exercising, you're going to be sore. You're going to be uncomfortable. It's going to take more time. It's going to take more energy. You're going to be hungrier, most likely. You're going to have that licensing effect factor. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff there. Again, I'm not dissuading you from exercising. I'm just saying, let's look at the full picture of it. Yeah, there's some benefits to it, but there's also some, um, it's going to create some challenges for you too, you know? And I think you, you should know that, you know, so you can make the decision based on what you want to do and not feel like you have to go to the gym if you want to lose weight because you don't, absolutely don't, you know? It comes down to calories you know, ultimately, um, low mercury fish, such as wild salmon, sardines and anchovies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Those are the ones. Yeah. The smaller fish, those are better. So, and I don't really like, like, like farm salmon. I wouldn't eat that, you know, so you don't exercise, but are you generally active? Yeah, I'm definitely active. You know, I do, you know, like when it's a little warmer, I've increased my activity level last year. That was a big focus of mine. And so well, I live in new England. So, um, around March, April, you know, then I'm, I'm pretty consistently hitting 10,000 steps a day. I walk a lot. So there's that activity. Um, I play basketball, you know, do, do, I do yoga a lot. So it's kind of low intensity exercising. I've been pretty consistent with and pretty good with, and I'm, I'm working on now adding more resistance training, more cardio in. Um, but again, I'm doing a strategic in a way that works for me. You know, I'm not just forcing myself to do it. I'm really looking at how can I weave these new habits into my life? Cause to me, I never want to do anything short term. And if I feel like I'm forcing myself to do something, I don't do that. You know, I never force myself to do something. If I don't want to do something, I won't do it. I don't know if that sounds, because I know you're saying, well, yeah, but if that's the case, I'd never lose weight. Yeah, exactly. That's because you're not really motivated to lose weight. Hate to tell you, <laughs> right? So it's like you all sit here. I know you obsessively think about losing weight and you think you want to lose weight, but you don't. You want, you wish you'd lose weight. 10 out of 10, you wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow motivated, excited, and start eating better and losing weight. I know that. But do you want to lose weight? How much are you committed to it? How much action are you taking? That's usually like a two, three out of 10. And so the first job you have is to motivate yourself properly. And you're not. You're not motivated properly. I guarantee you. Okay? And so for me, it's like I don't just force myself to do something I don't want to do. There's a lot of subconscious programming I'm going through first. And I'm literally working on that with the resistance training. I'm, I'm strategically working through that. So I may sound crazy to you, but this is how I've made all the changes in my life. And it's a way better approach because I only want to do things I'm going to be committing to long term that work for me long term. You know? And it, it changes everything. Um, right. In it for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's in it for the long haul for me, which is why I'll get people saying like, like, I don't know, to me, I, yesterday I had people saying this, that like, well, I just want to, 
Because I was saying like, oh, why do something extreme to lose weight? What's the point of that? And they say, I just want to do something extreme to lose weight so I can get motivated. I said, what kind of motivation is that though? If you're doing something you know you can't sustain to get some result, like, are you really motivated or are you scared to shit? Because I just did a, an interview. You all should watch this. You might find this interesting. But on YouTube, I did a coaching call um, and I put it up on YouTube. So it's Jim Katsoulis. Go, go check it out. And um, she started January 1st. And so it's been six weeks, keto, intermittent fasting, real strict. And she lost almost 20 pounds. So you'd think she'd be over the moon, right? She went over the moon. She's nervous as hell, white knuckling it, worried she's not gonna be able to keep it up. And that's why I think everyone's at. You got to recognize this. If the process you're using to get the results you want is is tenuous, you're like, I don't know how long I can do this. That's not a good strategy because that's what you've been doing this whole time. And you keep repeating this where he's like, you really focus in and get focused and committed. You do it for a little while and you can't maintain it. You put the weight back on. How many more times are you going to do that? You know what I mean? And it's like your brain's flipped inside out. It's not your fault. You've been literally hypnotized by the diets. You know, the diets of, you can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point. It's 50 years, all of us, millions of diet ads we've seen and exposed to. And it's infected our thinking of how we lose weight. And it's got you trapped more than anything else. Um, just a side question. Are you on most weeknights around 9 to 10 p.m.? Um, are you also on live during the weeknights? If so, what time? Uh, no, I'm not on at weeknights. I, I don't work after like five o'clock, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I used to work until like two in the morning, you know, it was my twenties, but now, um, again, yeah, the sleep's more better, but, but so I don't know where, where are you at real talk? Where, where are you at? Cause right now where I'm at, it is three forty one in the afternoon, three forty one PM. It's kind of usually, I usually end up on lives, um, uh, yeah, no biggie. Um, but I put these on, by the way. Oh, you're in Connecticut. Okay, yeah. So, um, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm in Massachusetts. Hey, Rosa, what's up? Happy you gym. Yep, still snacking on veggies and coasting. Nice. But should I try to focus on protein? Um, damn, over in Georgia, it's 1240 a.m.? Come on, Nuka, go to bed. Get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, we're neighbors, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm over, right up on the, the Vermont border. Um but, uh, yeah. Oh, the protein. I don't know, Rosa. I would just stick with what you're doing right now. That protein thing. I don't know. Do we need as much protein as they say? I always say like protein, meat, Oprah Winfrey, the most powerful woman to ever walk the planet. She was almost taken down by the meat industry. Sometimes I wonder if we think we need more protein than we do. I don't know. But <laughs> I can tell you, I don't really focus on protein too much. I focus more on satiation and my healthy. Do I feel good? Um, so, so let that be your, your focus now, <laughs> new, cause I'll sleep soon. Right. It's hard to get to bed early. Right. It's a challenge. It's, uh, it's hard, but, but speaking of like, like conscious subconscious mind, right. It's like, uh, it's that your, your sleep when you go to bed is such a subconscious thing. You know, there's all these environmental triggers that kind of bring you down the path of finally going to bed. And so it's funny. We say, oh, I'm going to go to bed earlier. Mm, maybe. Maybe you will. <laughs> Probably won't though, because it's like you think you want to do that, but then you get into the evening routine. You literally go into a trance, and it's like next thing you know, it's the same time you go to bed every night. You know, so so that's a that's a real big challenge. Yeah, yeah. Rosa said the fiber's been really filling. Hey, oh, <laughs> what do you know? The the fiber is the number one ingredient stripped from our diets. Like you know, I just read this book. Actually, here it is. I, I'm going to do a podcast on this. I was going to do it today. I was a little. I was in the mood for it. The story of the human body. Great book. Okay. It's about the evolution of our bodies. And um, one of the big things in it is they're talking about like how we were hunter gatherers, right? That was the primary way we lived. Then we started farming 
right? And that was the biggest shift in terms of how we ate until the Industrial Revolution. And so even the shift from being hunter-gatherers to farming was less of a shift in what we ate than what we've experienced in the Industrial Revolution. And the big thing that happens now, because even like you were hunting-gatherers, we're picking foods out from nature, da-da-da. Um, farming, in, in a more primitive way, we would grow the food and then we would eat it. But what's happening now is we grow the food and then we process the hell out of it. That's the biggest shift that's happened. And so the biggest processing thing we're doing is we're stripping the fiber out of the food because it doesn't process well. And we strip the fiber out and that causes the calories to be absorbed like that. It causes blood sugar to spike and crash, causes us to not feel full, you know? So yeah, it's a whole thing. So yeah, adding more fiber into your diet, it's to me, it's, it's the most beneficial i know they always say protein but i would take fiber it's way different because fiber doesn't get absorbed so it stays in your intestines it feels right so there's big three things about fiber when you eat fiberful foods it's the calories are binded to the fiber so the first thing is it's a slower absorption of calories right so it's a slow steady absorption um, the second thing is that you don't absorb all the calories, right? Some of those calories stay binded to the fiber and it passes through without ever being absorbed. And the third thing is the fiber is not absorbed, so it stays in your intestines, making you feel fuller. And um, those big three things are an absolute game changer. So no one really talks about that. But if you start, you know, systematically adding more fiber into your diet, you're gonna that'll probably be the biggest thing you could do to reduce your hunger and, and feel more satisfied. And most fiber fiber full foods are low calorie density so I have a lot of calories in them as well so that's what I would do you know I was in a camp and I lost two kilograms in 10 days just by not eating past 7 p.m. and not eating snacks oh yeah sure sure yeah timing of eating you know but again it just comes down to the qu quantity of food and when you're eating you know like the eating you do like for dinner even a lot of times it's like that, that, that evening snacking is it's more dangerous in a sense because you're way more apt. It's, it's usually for people like they'll be snacking for 45 minutes, an hour, or they might snack for a while and then they'll snack again. And so it's like, it, it's just this mindless snacking. So you're probably with that mindless snacking consuming a lot more calories than you do like when you're eating before seven, it's a more structured way, right? If you sit down for dinner, you know, you're kind of eating for what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, and you're done. And um, when you're snacking though, it's just this mindless you know, put things. So yeah, when you eat and all the rest of it def definitely um, is going to impact the calorie consumption, you know, and how you're eating. Plus the big thing for me, the other big thing about stopping eating earlier is that, because I, I always suggest this to people, like if you want to strategically stop eating at any point during the day, I think the most benefit is you want to make as long as possible when you go to bed and when you stop eating. Because a lot of people... I did this myself. I used to eat right until I went to bed and I used to sleep terrible, right? And, and I would be, I would, I would be hot, I'd be sweating. And what's happening is when you, um, when you are, when you eat it, the, the digestion uses a lot of energy, right? It raises your core temperature um, in order to sleep. What triggers sleep, by the way, is your core temperature drops a couple degrees. This is why when you take a shower before you go to bed, it helps you fall asleep because when you take a hot shower, your body wants to cool down. And so all the blood starts going at the extremities, you start cooling down. So a hot shower actually has the effect of cooling your, your core temperature down quicker. And that helps you fall asleep. So when you eat a lot of food before you go to bed, it gets in the way of that process and your core temperature stays kind of high. And so it can a lot of times cause, you know, a restless sleep. You're having trouble falling asleep. And you're, it's like your body's running a marathon trying to digest all this food. You know, ants releasing energy in your body. So, you know, I think 
stopping eating before you go to bed and trying to get that gap longer and longer, I think what you'll find is you're going to sleep better. And then that's the magical thing because when you sleep better, you wake up more refreshed, you're less hungry, less unhealthy cravings, more ability to choose the right foods. It's a leveraged shift in your behavior that can really, really help. Um, so, so I definitely suggest that, you know, focusing on that for sure. Um, really, I need to snap out of snacking. Yeah, snacking's tough. And again, it's, it's a habit, you know, that's really been conditioned into us as Americans for sure. And it's an insidious habit. You know, we can just snack all day long. You know, and again, what it does is it trains us. It's that because you, what are we snacking on usually? It's usually things, again, they're quickly absorbed once we're spiking our blood sugar, crashing and spike blood sugar. And so it's this never ending hunger that goes away. The endless hunger is what I always call it. You know, it's this, this thing where we just, no matter what we eat, we're always hungry, you know? And if you're feeling that way, it's usually a reflection of what you're eating, you know? Um, Cause it's hard to keep eating that way when you're eating a lot of fiber, you just feel fuller, you know, it just, it, it, takes that down and that changes the whole process you know yeah connecticut yeah and connecticut uh nuka is in uh usa so that's where, where i'm at nuka is in georgia right i'm a snacker it's not even about hunger just get anxious and want to chew yeah fair enough fair enough yeah sometimes it is that habit but again that goes almost to emotional eating okay and it's, it's that's the big one the big one um is the emotional eating i don't really talk i haven't been talking a lot about that but the emotional eating at the end of the day that I think is the reason why people struggle with their weight more than anything else, you know? And in this culture, we've been conditioned to use food to deal with our emotions. And so I think finding a genuine way to deal with your emotions is, again, another crucial pillar of mastering your weight. Um, is coffee a good way of drinking rather than snacking? I think so. <laughs> Some people may disagree. I drink coffee and um, it doesn't just have to be coffee. I think there's a lot of strategies to deal with snacking, doing something else like drinking water, Cause you know, I mean, it's like, it's doing something. I'm not gonna get all this, but it, it's like when you have a habit, one of the best ways to change it is to keep as much of the habit as you can and just change out the worst parts of it. Okay. So yeah, if you're snacking, it's, it, there's, there's a, there's things going on with snacking. Yeah. There's eating the food and there's that, that's part of it. But for a lot of people, it's, it's a bigger process than that. So some people might work in an office and they get up at two o'clock and go snack. Well, it's not just the food and the snacking that's the problem. It's that they get to get off from their desk. They get to break up their day a little bit. They go maybe go walk by some people and socialize a little. It just breaks things up. So there's more than just the food. So a lot of times when you want to change your habits, it's helpful to recognize that there's more than just the eating part of it. Because again, then you can be more strategic and that increases your chance of actually making it stick. You know? Yeah, there you go, Rosa. Rosa Rosa's in the program, by the way. So she's she's a real superstar in the program, I would say. Um, and she's just, just killing it. Just killing it. I think tremendous, um, transformation of, of mindset and lifestyle so far, you know, but yeah, yeah. Instead of fighting the snacks, you replaced them. Yeah. That's what I mean. You want to be strategic. So here you go to deal with food. I always say the three R's, right? Reduce, remove, replace. Those are three options. People never give themselves options. You know, with the weight loss, it's always this all or nothing mindset, right? I was going to do everything perfect. If I can't do everything perfect, I'm not going to do it at all, <laughs> you know? And so, um, what is the saying? I think Da Vinci used to say it, that don't let the, the perfect be the enemy of the good. And we, they do that all the time. When it comes to weight loss, I mean, the tagline ought to be, let the perfect be the enemy of the good. <laughs> let perfection ruin your, your experience, you know? Let, let, let perfection ruin you. And so, yeah, it's about reduce, remove, replace. You got options, you know? And so different habits require different solutions, you know, but you got options. You don't have to just cut everything out, right? That's the remove. That's the most extreme one. 
yeah, fastest results, great, but it's also the most extreme one a lot of times. You can reduce, you know, just kind of cut it down by a third, by a half, get used to that, cut it down a little more, okay? Or replace, and replace is a great one, you know? Because I know what Rose is doing, she's replacing shitty snacking with healthy snacking, right? So that's what I was just saying, she's keeping like 90% of the behavior, yeah, she changed. The, the taste isn't the same, right? It's not cheesecake. It's not cookies. It's vegetables. Oh, boo. But you're still getting up, doing something, putting something in your mouth, chewing. You know what I mean? There's still a lot of it's the same, right? That's a strategic, smart approach, you know? We want to work with ourselves. Again, you know, I know you've been struggling with your weight and so you just feel so discouraged and like you can't change anything. But I'm trying to tell you it's it's because of your strategy. It's not you. It's not that you're broken. It's not that you don't have willpower. It's not that your body and metabolism are broken. It's that your strategy sucks, you know, it's not even a strategy. You've got a tactic. You try and eat as little as possible. So yeah, eating more is helpful. What about no appetite, slow digestion? What about no appetite, slow digestion? What does that mean? So you got no appetite? Um, Lulu, I have to leave the eating area, go upstairs as an example in the evening to keep from it. What is the program new here? Um, yeah, my program is it's program yourself then, you know? So um, yeah, it's... I always say it's the number one weight mastery program on the planet, right? But it's uh, probably the only one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty, I'll just, let me just go through it real quick. I just talk about my program real fast. So it's on my hypnotist, right? So it's, it's mind subconsciously mindset oriented. And so um, the first step is learning the program yourself then technique. It's a self-hypnosis technique you use at night. It takes about a minute or you program your own mind. Real important. The next step is uh, the Weight Mastery Blueprint. So it's a 60-page workbook. Mindset blueprints, lifestyle blueprints, eating blueprints, all designed around you, your genetics, lifestyle preferences. So you have this customized plan you do. The next piece is the hypnosis. So it's an eight-week program. Every day you get a morning hypnosis session within 30 minutes of the day waking up. You listen to that. And again, you kind of program your mind with all this positive stuff. And then at night, there's a 10-minute sleep gnosis session each week, and it installs a different weight loss mantra into your mind, a core one. And then there's, you know, 20 hypnosis sessions in the library. And then every Tuesday and Thursday, we have office hours where it's coaching calls, you know, and those might be the most important part. You know, it's funny, like even the call yesterday, um, it's funny because Rosa was there. She kind of came in the middle of it, got a little heated for a second. But by the way, that person contacted me and said, you knocked me out of it. I, I, you were right. I got it, you know. And so, so often along this process, you're just so, you're so you know what I mean? Your weight loss is like this little tunnel and you can't think of any other way outside of it. So, you know, even with my program, sometimes you need someone on the outside to point these obvious things out and it's just, it just changes the whole process, you know, it's just crazy. Um, yeah. Rosa says dropping the goal of perfection has been the game changer. Yeah. Right. It, it's such a big difference, you know, and, and you see that Rosa, right? Everyone in the program, yesterday, especially it was really, it was a fun call because everyone's just like moving forward you know and it's it's always the same thing it's it's always this mindset game how we're thinking about certain things now everyone's got a different certain thing they got to change you know how they're thinking about but the, the common denominator is we got to change how we're thinking about things you know that's the big shift that you're looking for um to get the results you want you know um that's the big key is you need to think differently and that's the biggest thing missing from most weight loss plans the diets they just tell you what to do and never show you how to get yourself to do it you know and so, um, you know, that's really what I focus on all the time is how do you get yourself to do the things you know you should? You know, it's kind of like the, the biggest void in weight loss is that, you know? And um, everyone's always telling you what to do, but how do you get yourself to do it? That's the art and the science, you know, both. And that's what, that's what I do in my program. Nuka says, one snack makes you feel more full than eating a bowl of vegetables. Oh, does it? You know, I don't know about that. You know, I would suggest that you test that out again. 
you know, and it may depend on what vegetables you're eating, you know, but, um, you know, yeah, as you start to eat more vegetables, it, it's a accumulated effect, I would say with the fiber as well, is that it starts to, it builds up over time. And I could say that because I experienced that very dramatically when I added the, the salads into my, my life, um, it, it, I will say, and so I, I added the salads and a lot of beans into my life at the same time. And for the first couple of weeks, my stomach did not feel great. I should say my intestines didn't feel great. I felt like someone poured cement in them for a week or so. And um, I just felt very heavy and full. But I knew that that was going to pass, and it did. And then I just accustomed to it. There's a whole thing about the microbiome. If you don't know about the microbiome, look it up. It's fascinating. And I think it's an important, important part um, to to really like understand your weight. I think it brings a whole nother level of understanding and influence you can have over it. Um, yeah. 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 Rosa is a hard disagree. Yeah. I would disagree with that too. I don't know if that's what Nuka meant necessarily. Um, she's from Georgia. So I think sometimes the language might get a little mixed, but you might've meant that Nuka. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I find it's an accumulated effect. So I started eating those salads and those beans. And again, like I said, it, it didn't feel great for the federal week or so in the sense I felt very, very full um, and then I accustomed to it, I got used to it, but then I, I absolutely noticed nothing I've ever done reduced my hunger going into dinner. I, I will admit, I, I've mastered my way for 30 years, but going into dinner was always a bit of a challenge. I always felt pretty hungry going into dinner and it was a challenge to not overeat at dinner. And as I added the salads and the beans in at lunch, that was the first time in, in like 25 years that my, my hunger was dramatically reduced as I went into dinner and that lowered what I was eating at dinner. You know, so again, it's, it's what I'm trying to put in your head here is this holistic way of thinking about things, not just looking in the moment. Oh, I'm hungry. I got to stop eating, you know, zoom out a little bit and look at what can you do strategically, structurally to help yourself, give yourself the best chance of success, right? To set yourself up for success, you know, and that's why I talk about today, you know, how to reduce your hunger, how to manage your hunger. You know, because again, that's a lot of things people just presuppose and assume that they're going to be starving if they're going to lose weight. And it's not true. You know, there's a lot of presuppositions and assumptions you have that are not true. And they're making, they're sabotaging your weight loss, literally, you know? So, um, I'll say, you know, if you want to, uh, experience any of the stuff I'm talking about, go in, in my bio, there's a link, uh, you can, click that link and get a free hypnosis session. And once you get the hypnosis session, it takes a few minutes to send it to you. You'll be brought to a page. There's a, a training, three steps to master your weight, it's a 30 minute training. Um, but it'll give you a new fundamental understanding of, uh, how to go about mastering your weight. Oh, super. Yeah. Great. Real talk. Yeah. Down in Connecticut. Huh? That's cool. I know here in New England, it's cold, <laughs> right? It's windy and cold. Although the wind has stopped a little bit, but it's dangerous times out here in New England, right? Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out and then watch that training. And then on top of that, I'll send you emails every day, you know, kind of motivational, supportive emails, um, to help you change the way you're thinking about weight. Um, yeah, right. It's windy and cold out around where we are. Um, but you know, this is my mission in life, you know, it's really help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And I think the way you do that, no matter what your experience has been, no matter how discouraged you may feel is to realize that it's really a mindset first game, you know, so I always say there's three pillars to weight mastery. And I say pillars, but really I think it was like a pyramid almost. And the bottom most important piece, the foundation of all of it is your mindset. And then on top of that though, the next important piece is lifestyle. Then you get to the eating, you know, but just focusing on the eating without those other things is like building a house on quicksand. You know, it just doesn't work. Even me with all 
30 years of, of mastering my weight, if you took away my lifestyle, if all of a sudden you made me, you know, not sleep enough, not drink enough water, not move, not relax, uh, I don't think I'd be able to control my eating. You know, it's a holistic approach to master it. And while it may seem a little more complicated, a little slower to go about it, the beauty of it is that it's a system, you know? And so it's like, if you're struggling with something, you say, oh, that's the problem. Oh, that's it. You see right now, the diet, it's all or nothing, right? You get the spontaneous burst of, oh, I'm going to do it. And then you do it for as long as you're motivated, but you have no idea why you're motivated, why you're not. And um, you have no control over that, you know? And so it's a lot of times, I guess you could call it, right? It's a kind of a buzzword, but it's the soft skills of weight mastery, right? The soft skills of weight loss that no one ever talks about, you know? And I focus on all of them because I think they're the most important parts. Yeah, Rosa says, managing my anxiety around food really helped me, you know? Um, damn, it's cold everywhere. <laughs> it's cold and raining everywhere, huh? It's kind of, it's not raining here at least. It's kind of it's dramatic out, I'll say. This is my favorite part of the week right here. I'm about to kick off for the week. Go out tonight. Can't wait. I leave my my poor father-in-law with my kids and his friends. <laughs> yeah, Rosa, managing my anxiety around food really helped me, though. Again, I, I, I can't stress that enough. You know, you, you all don't realize just how much subconscious, how, what a state of stress you're in when it comes to your weight loss approach. You know, there's so much stress and tension there. And that's making the whole process so much harder. You see? So you, you're... You don't realize you can change so many of the fundamental things that can change the entire approach of weight loss, you know, and some of them are mindset and some of them are lifestyle, but you can make these strategic, relatively simple changes. That's the other thing. You're making this process so hard. I was talking with Rosa yesterday that weight loss, ironically, subconsciously, you want the hardest plan possible. You want your weight loss to be really, really hard because you associate really hard weight loss with fast results. And that's what you want. That's all you think about. You know, and so you're locked into this way of thinking about weight loss. It's got to be hard because I want fast results. And that's the only thing that's going to be worth it. You see? And so I tell you, take a step back. First of all, you don't want to lose weight. You don't want to lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. A way better goal. And it's important to articulate it that way because your subconscious mind is very literal. And so you can't just say, I want to lose weight. I swear that's why people lose weight. And then what do you do? I, I lose weight. I got to lose weight. Lose weight. Okay, lost it. What do we do now? Uh, I don't know. Put the weight back on. Whew, I got to lose weight. Shit, I put it back on. I don't know why. I, I got to lose weight. I got to lose weight. Oh, what do I do? What do I do? You know, there's anxiety. The whole time, there's all this this anxiety underneath the surface that's um, making it way harder and probably sabotaging you, you know? So no one ever thinks to focus on that level. You kind of calm it down, release the anxiety. It makes it easier, you know? Way easier. Um, all right. I snack a lot from boredom. Yeah, for sure, right? That's what I said. I was just talking about that a little bit ago, like the emotional eating. I mean, I'll, I'll talk a bit about that next week because that's, at the end of the day, that, that's the big one. You know, that's the big one is people using the food for emotional um, strategies. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's the key one. I mean, I could give you the simple explanation. It's going to sound flippant, but it's like if you're eating because you're bored, I'm not saying you're a boring person, but I'm saying you don't have good strategies that are intriguing or interesting to you. You know, that's why I always say like the lifestyle habits I talk about, there's eight of them, right? I always teach these. So it's sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude, right? You get those in your life, weight loss becomes way easier. But there's two other ones I think that are really crucial too. One is learning 
whether it's books, documentaries, videos, whatever, get, cause that's a, that's a form of hypnotic program put new ideas in your mind. So you see through the bullshit Like you watch a documentary on sugar, you'll feel different about sugar automatically and probably reduce your consumption for a little bit. Um, and the second one is hobbies. You know, I really, I've really recognized just how important that is because hobbies allow you to experience intrinsic motivation that just feels good, you know, growing, getting better at something, improving. That's like what makes us a human being. It feels good at the core. And if you don't have these things in your life, you don't have a way to feel good, genuine satisfaction, progress, evolution. And I think it's really important because if we don't, again, it's just too easy to turn to food, you know, but as you start to build up in your life, these more genuine compelling ways to feel emotions that you want to feel and to grow and evolve and know you know so i like play guitar i'll do yoga i meditate i read a lot so i have a lot of like hobbies i love doing that i'm gonna do forever and keep getting better at i, I it makes me think about it and i keep improving it better and how does that help me lose weight well because instead of like just sitting there at night like i'll play guitar so it's like something to look forward to i'm gonna get better at it but it, it takes up my it fills up my mind and that's what's going to satisfy my emotions tonight. That's how I'm going to unwind from the day and relax. That's how I'm going to feel like a sense of improvement and reward, you see? And so it makes it easier not to eat the food because I'm satisfying those emotional needs in a way that has nothing to do with food, you know? And that was a huge, huge part of the process for me. So um, <laughs> some comments in this live were filtered. I always wish I could see the filtered comments. I always want to know what people are saying. wish I could see them. Maybe I'm glad I don't. <laughs> I get caught up on them. See you later, Nuka. Uh was using food as a form of entertainment too. Yeah, take out every single night. Yeah, right, Rosa? Yeah, I started reinventing my time, enter things that are enjoyable. Yeah. I'm retired and my husband travels for work. I get that. I, I totally get that. And so, you know, again, this really isn't about like instant solutions. It's about being able to diagnose the problem in a more, be, having more granular understanding of what are the deeper things that are causing the thing I'm dealing with. So you, you kind of serve the surface level, the presenting problem is I'm, I'm eating when I'm bored. Boredom eating is my big problem. And that's how we tend to look at it. We say, okay, the solution is I need to stop boredom eating. You know what I mean? Like that's how you're approaching it. That's how you've been approaching it. I need to stop boredom eating, right? But me, I'm always looking deeper. Why are you bored? Oh, cause I have nothing else to do. My husband travels a lot for work and I'm retired. So I got nothing to do. Okay. Well, that's the problem you see is that you don't have a good strategy or strategies to entertain yourself, to, you know, feel a sense of growth, to feel a sense of connection, to feel a sense of, you know, belonging, whatever is important to you. You know, it's different for each person. But when you start, again, just instead of saying, oh, I gotta, I'm, bored, I'm a bored of eating, I gotta stop myself bored of eating. That, that's not fixing the problem. You see, the food's fixing the problem because you're bored. And when you eat the food, you don't feel so bored for a little while. You know, getting rid of the boredom eating, it doesn't fix the problem. You know, it just makes you feel more bored. You know, so again, we want to go deeper and say, what do I want? I want to feel some sort of meaning, some sort of connection. And again, I, you know, I'm, I'm filling these in for you. I don't know what you want, but um, I can imagine. I, feel, I want to feel some genuine entertainment, some genuine stimulation, something interesting, some connection. Again, it's what is it? But your ability to articulate what you actually want, because it's not the food. The food's, it's the best strategy you got to not feel bored, but it's a shitty strategy because it's, it's not it's not really filling that deeper need. It's really, it's more of a distraction. You know, I feel bored and I use the food to distract myself from being bored. Then you finish eating and you say, oh, I'm still bored. That's how you know it didn't really satisfy you, you know? So you begin recognizing, you begin asking the questions, what do I want to feel, right? What do I want to do? I got all the time in the world here, right? What can, I, what can I do to actually fulfill my emotional needs, you know? And then you find that thing and you start doing it. Well, hey, now you've genuinely, 
right? That now you've genuinely solved this this puzzle. You see, and so I hope that makes sense. You know, but again, I want to get out of here. But um, go, folks, if you haven't gotten it yet, go. Um, go. Uh, I got I got distracted here. Something these things come up and it says invite to join live. And so it's like, I don't know if there's people doing lives and I can just connect with them like randomly. I, I don't know. It's weird. But anyways, yeah, I was going to say, go, if you haven't signed up for that hypnosis session, go check it out, go listen to it tonight and notice what impact it has, um, on your behaviors. You know, that's the beauty of hypnosis is you can just sit there and relax and listen to this thing. And next thing you know, your behaviors have changed a bit. Okay. And then watch that training at the end of it too. All right. Cool. Everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Bye.